Hey, thanks, Kayla. Um, special announcement to everybody. The bird is back in here. No. Um, so uh, if I suddenly dive and duck for cover, um, that might be why. Uh, might be under attack. Uh, it is so good to be with you. We are this morning, um, actually throughout this Lent season, we've been talking about the, the spiritual practice of Sabbath. And uh, I hope that this has been a, an, a meaningful thing for us to be walking through as a community. And uh, especially during this strange time where uh, uh, quite a large number of us are, are not working or we're working in a very different way, um, where our schedules have been greatly reduced and just life looks very different for us. Um, so as we dive into, dive into stuff this morning, um, I simply wanted to start with this, uh, this question for you, which is, have you ever felt useless? Uh, I remember my first experience where I felt useless. It was a very significant moment in my life. Uh, I, when I was about 13 years old, my dad, um, he, he was building a back deck on the back of our house. And uh, so I got to help him. And uh, around the age of 13, I, well, I'm still not a very big person, but I was especially not a big person then. And uh, one of the things we had to do, you know, and um, he went and he got all the lumber, got it delivered. And we needed to uh, put the posts in the ground so that he could then start to, we could start to construct the deck to, out of it. And um, so one of the things that we had to do is we had, he went and he rented a, a drill auger. So essentially this like big drill that you put down and it drills down in the ground, lifts up all the earth, and then you can put the posts in. And then you pour cement in there to keep the posts firm. And uh, so again, he's like, hey, Nat, I need your help for this. And so we went out and we got out this auger and you pull it like a, like kind of like a chainsaw startup and it starts up. And so there's a handle on one side, a handle on the other. My dad grabs onto the one handle, I grab onto the other handle. And, um, uh, it's, we start, you kind of hit the, hit it and it starts to go down into the earth and, and all of a sudden we dig it in. And so the idea is the drill is going to spin around, you hold it and it drills down in the earth. Um, that was not how it played out for us. Uh, went and we stuck it into the ground, but instead of the drill spinning, we started to spin <laughs> And uh, I got thrown like a couple feet away and my dad is there trying to fight through holding on to this thing, kind of getting pulled around. Um, he, he didn't want to let go of it and he's trying to reach over to turn it off so this thing is not just spinning around. And uh, anyways, that was our experience. I remember my dad, he got it shut off and uh, we kind of came o I came over and he said, you know, I think I'm going to need to get some extra help with this. So he went over to the neighbor and he came over and they, the two of them, two grown men holding on to this thing. And they drilled these holes so that we could go in and put these posts in for the deck. And I remember watching, just realizing, just becoming aware there is nothing that I can contribute to this right now. Uh, that I'm useless, that, that I'm not going to help this operation get to where it needs to go. I don't know if you've ever felt like you're useless. Uh, maybe you were um, with a group of people and there was a conversation happening and you just felt like, man, I have nothing to contribute to this. Or, or maybe uh, it was a project, something going on, something you're working towards. Maybe it was on a team and you suddenly realize you are way out of your league, that you are maybe not able to, to compete at that level or that this is in an area that you just have no specialty in, you have no experience in. And so you're just in this place of feeling like, I don't feel like I contribute in any meaningful way during this time. This morning, I want to talk about Sabbath, and we've been talking about all these different ways in which we understand and we think about Sabbath, but this morning, I want to talk about Sabbath as practicing being useless. 
Now, I realize that's a weird thing to say because no one likes being useless. Now, some of you probably right now, you hear that word useless and you're like, I don't need a sermon on this. I'm living this right now. Maybe you're at home uh, or you've been at home all week and there's just, you're feeling like, man, I'm not accomplishing anything. If you're anything like me, um, I feel a little bit that way. I'm working from home a lot more and I've got all kinds of stuff that I'm trying to do. I got lots of work I'm doing, working on. But uh, when I originally heard I was going to have to be home for a couple of weeks, I'm like, and my kids are home and our schedule gets changed dramatically because we don't have all sorts of extracurricular stuff we're doing and less driving and all that kind of stuff. And, and I remember, um, I put together like my task list of all the things I wanted to accomplish in our personal life. And I put them into, I use like kind of a, a task sorter on my computer. And, uh, and so it's been two weeks and every day I turn on my phone, I turn on my computer and it pops up <laughs> and it's like, you have 25 tasks that you still have not done. <laughs> it's just this constant reminder that I'm not doing everything that I feel like I should be doing. It was, I was going to paint this room. I was going to clean up this mess. I was going to get out and finally organize the garage. And yet for whatever reason, um, those are all things that I know I should be doing and I want to be doing. And yet um, what I find myself drawn towards is wanting to just sit on the couch and binge watch Netflix and binge eat carbs. Um, I mean, that's kind of what I feel like doing. Uh, and uh, I don't know, maybe, I, actually I was laughing the other day, I went grocery shopping and uh, I usually end up having to be the person who does the grocery shopping in our house. And so right now, obviously we're trying to leave our house as little as possible just to, to help provide safety for people and to be safe ourselves. Uh, but you, we, you know, you gotta do the grocery run. And uh, so we make up a big list. And I'm one of those people who has always found it really helpful to have a grocery list because I hate that feeling of when I come home and I miss something. I didn't buy, like, I, oh, we needed this and this and this, and, and I didn't buy it. But now I'm discovering how much I need the grocery list, not just because there's all the things that I want to make sure I, uh, that make sure that I buy, but now I'm realizing I need a grocery list because I need a list of all the things that um, I need to make sure I'm not buying, all right? Like, I mean, I'm walking through the bread section, and I'm like, do you know what we need right now? We need five bags of like brioche buns. Like that's what we need in our house right now. And not because we're stockpiling it, just because all I feel like doing right now is sitting on the couch watching something and just eating a bag of buns. I don't know if that's your life right now, um, but that's something I'm feeling, right? Like this kind of feeling of, oh, I just feel useless and so unproductive. And sometimes I look through um, my social media feed or, or I look through different blogs or whatever it is. And all I see are all these different things being presented about how to be more productive and 10 tips to doing this and how to look way better on Zoom and like all, how to film yourself from the optimum angle. And uh, friends are sharing like their workout that they're doing or friends are sharing the, 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 the cool things that they're doing with their kids, all these crafts or, or different things they're working towards. It's like, oh man, these people are like way out ahead of the curve when it comes to school stuff. And I know for me, sometimes I look at that, I see all that, whether it's in the news or whether it's on social media or wherever it is, and I just kind of have this feeling like, man, I just can't keep up with all of this. And what am I doing wrong? It's a weird place to be. And this season, I think, is heightening that in so many different ways. There's a passage that uh, has we were originally going to be looking at anyways this morning, but over the last couple of weeks, it has just sat with me in such a unique and different way. Uh, Jesus, he is speaking to his disciples and he says this. This is in Matthew uh, chapter 11, uh, verses 28, 29, and 30. Jesus says this to his followers. Really, it's an invitation to everyone. 
Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I'm gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Jesus is speaking to an audience, to, to people who, there's another group, uh, people called the Pharisees, and they are like experts. Like they've got the best social media feed. They are like the ultimate in being productive and being useful, and they're telling everyone how to live, and they're really good at it. Um, and they're telling other people, this is what you need to do. Just do this, just do this, just do this, just do this. And Jesus speaks into this environment of people who feel like they need to earn God's approval, to win God over. And he says this amazing thing. He says this invitation, hey, come to me. If you're weary, if you're burdened, if you feel like you are just useless, if you just feel like you're constantly spinning your wheels, come to me uh, and I'm going to give you rest. Now, now, Jesus here is actually, he's quoting something that God said to Moses in the book of Exodus. Moses goes, he has this incredible encounter with God. And, and God says to him, uh, my presence will go with you and I will give you rest. And so this is not just some like far off, like when you die, then you get to rest. It's like, I'll sleep when I'm dead. I remember a guy in university said that to me once. Uh, no, no, this, was, this is this idea of, no, no, this is about a rest. This is about a quality of life, a way of living that, that's present to us not because of some far off reality, but, but because God is present to us. And it is about experiencing a, a relationship and a love that is true and relevant, not just for some far off future, but, but for right here and right now. Jesus uses this, uh, this word called a uh, word yoke. And in the ancient world, the uh, yoke, it's usually something you'd use in farming. It's something you'd put around a cattle and it helps pull a sled or whatever it is. But uh, in, also at Jesus's time, this was a term that the rabbis used for their interpretation of Torah, how, how you live out the way of God in this world. And so if you were following a rabbi, you would essentially want to take upon yourself their yoke or the, the to yoke of Torah, how you're supposed to live. And so they had all these rules. It's like, you do this, you do this, you do this, do this, do this. And essentially it's then you are really living the best kind of life. And Jesus steps into this and not with going, hey, you need to do this, 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 this. And hey, get this and you got to get this up and you got to get this many likes and make sure your kid's involved in this many activities. And you've got to make sure that you've accomplished this level of success and earned this amount of approval from people. And Jesus, he, he speaks into that and he says, come to me if you're overwhelmed, if you're burdened, and I've got a way better, fuller kind of life for you. I, I love the way that Eugene Peterson puts it in his translation of this passage in, in the message. He says this, are you tired, worn out, burned out on religion? Come to me, get away with me and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. And, and so this invitation from Jesus is, hey, come and step into this life with me. I, I would argue that for us, the practice of Sabbath is not to make us more productive, 
there's benefit to taking a day off to resting. And so you can come into the week rejuvenated and ready to go. But, but the purpose for Sabbath is it's about reshaping us, how we see ourselves and we see the world. Because for so many of us, we evaluate ourselves, we see ourselves and we see others simply through the lens of how useful that person is, how productive they are, what they can accomplish, what they achieve. And this message that Jesus gives us is, no, that's not what gives you value. That's not what gives you purpose and meaning. Instead, come, walk with me, learn from me, be in relationship with me, and you're going to discover something so much better. There is uh, this amazing writer that I, I've deeply been impacted by. His name was Henry Nouwen. And uh, Henry Nouwen was a, a monk and a Catholic theologian, brilliant mind. He was get, writing all sorts of books and getting invited to speak places all over the world. And uh, he essentially left it all and went and joined a community to go and work a community in, called Daybreak, which uh, is connected with L'Arche, which is a um, uh, kind of community homes for people with special needs, both physical and, and mental. And he went and essentially he's got all these prestigious teaching gigs lined up and he leaves that all behind and he goes and he goes and begins to live in community with these people. And uh, in um, Philip Yancey's book, Soul Survivor, he writes a little bit about, um, about Henry Nouwen's experience there. And I wanted to share it with you because I think it's profound. Uh, so it's talking about Daybreak, the place that Nouwen went. Daybreak assigned Nouwen one person to look after in particular. Adam. Their relationship is celebrated in Nouwen's book, Adam, God's Beloved, published posthumously in 1997. Adam was the weakest and most disabled person in the community. Although in his 20s, Adam could not speak, dress or undress himself, could not walk alone or eat without help. Instead of counseling Ivy League students and juggling a busy schedule, Nouwen had to learn a new set of skills, how to feed, change, and bathe Adam how to support his glass as he drank, how to push his wheelchair over a road full of potholes. He ministered not to leaders and intellectuals, but to a young man who is considered by many a vegetable, a useless person who should not have been born. Yet Nowen gradually learned that he, not Adam, was the chief beneficiary of this strange, misfitted relationship. From the hours spent with Adam, Nowen gained an inner peace that made most of his other, more high-minded tasks seem boring and superficial. As he sat beside that silent child man, he realized how obsessive, how marked with rivalry and competition was his prior drive towards success in academia. From Adam, he learned that what makes us human is not our mind, but our heart. Not our ability to think, but our ability to love. Whoever speaks about Adam as a vegetable or an animal-like creature misses the sacred mystery that Adam is fully capable of receiving and giving love. This is what Henry Nouwen learned from Adam. And he then quotes from something that he wrote in World, Nouwen wrote in World Vision magazine. Keep your eyes on the one who refuses to turn stones into bread, jump from great heights or rule with great temporal power. Keep your eyes on the one who says, blessed are the poor, the gentle, those who mourn and those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. Blessed are the merciful, the peacemakers, and those who are persecuted in the cause of uprightness. Keep your eyes on the one who is poor with the poor, weak with the weak, and rejected with the rejected. That one is the source of all peace.
for, for now in, he discovered that he didn't come in with some sort of superiority. <laughs> Rather, he discovered that as he spent time with people that our culture so easily can perceive as useless, he discovered that he himself was useless, that, that he himself was broken, that he had all sorts of things he was working through and dealing with. And the amazing thing is that he, as he discovered these hard and difficult truths about himself, he discovered that God was there too. That God's love and grace was enough for him. For so many of us, we feel like in this season, we need to be as productive as we can possibly be. And maybe an invitation in this time for us is to embrace this season of Sabbath, this season of saying, hey, this is not about accomplishing a million different things, but rather is about leaning into our relationship with Jesus and to experience the rest that comes in walking with him day in and day out. Now, for some of us, maybe you're like super, like you are accomplishing everything. Like I've seen your Facebook pictures and I've seen the blogs that are being written. I've seen this stuff and like, you're doing great stuff and that's amazing and, and incredible. And I'm like, hey, that's awesome. You're using this time so well and that's great. But, but maybe, maybe the challenge is, is to still continue to carve out space in your, time, in your life to make space to just simply rest and understand that God's love and presence is all you really need. Because in this season, we are starting to learn just how fragile our life is. We've seen our schedules just get totally destroyed. Many, many people within our community, they've, they've seen their careers, their jobs, their savings, different things like that are gone things that they've worked towards and tried so hard to achieve and, and things that have become so deeply connected for many of us with our identity and are the way that we see ourselves, And yet Jesus invites us to come to rest, to know him, to walk with him, to share life with him, not because he's going to get something out of it, but because he knows that this is what is ultimately best for each and every one of us. So as you go about your week, as you look at your task lists, as you play that game of comparing yourself to other people, uh, would you discover that there is a grace that is so much greater than any of your accomplishments? Because the truth is, no matter how great of a person you are, no matter what incredible achievements you are able to make in the grand scheme of the universe, held up against the backdrop of God's redemptive story, the incredible act of love and grace and sacrifice that we see in Jesus through the cross and through the resurrection. I mean, all of our accomplishments, they amount to barely anything. They, they barely would make a blip. But, but become and rest in the God who's present with us, who journeys with us and offers us the best kind of life. I want to turn it back over to Christy uh, as we continue to worship. Kids, get out your palm branches um, and uh, let's continue to worship.